Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, good evening. You're joining Straight Talk with a higher brush, and this is uh, Rodney Best. You know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> hey, would you believe that I'm stepping in to cover for my uh, host there, Miss Barbara McGee? Because Barbara caught the same thing I had about a week ago, two weeks ago, and right now she's uh, she's taking care of herself. So we're trying to make things happen, and hopefully she'll. She'll be back and be strong next week. And, Barbara, I know you're out there listening to us, so just want to say thank you. And we look forward to continuing that penthouse talk and that penthouse jabber. And let's move right into it. Basically, tonight we're going to be talking about change. You know, your perception of what the change is going to be in the lives of Americans in the upcoming year, the upcoming four years. Don't hesitate to give your opinion. Don't hesitate to make your call. If you look at my Facebook page, you'll see the call-in information to get live with us on it. And I'd like to, first of all, take and welcome um, the Galaxy Chief. I see he's here. Welcome there, Galaxy Chief. How you doing, sir? Hey, Rodney. You're the best, man. You're the best. And thanks for stepping up tonight, man, and, and sitting in the captain's chair in the absence of Barbara McGee. Uh, we wish her a speedy recovery and hope to hear her next week. But you got it tonight, brother. It's your show tonight, and the rest of us here, we're here to support you, brother. So you just let us know when you need us. Hey, I really, really greatly appreciate that. Also, we have uh, Lady Roz is also joining us. How you doing there, Lady Roz? How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you, my brother, here to support you, of course, with T25CL Galaxy Talk Show radio host. So, and we also, I wish my sister the speedy recovery. It's no joke being laid down when you when you want to do what you really love the best. So, I I, I pray that she gets a speedy recovery. Love you, my sis. <laughs> I know she's. I know she's gotten her ears on the phone listening to you. And we have another caller caller that's joined us also out of uh, Northwestern California. Hello, caller. Would you like to state your name and come on into the penthouse? Well, you know who this is, Ryan. This is Doctor Quaku, brother. How, how are all you guys, Roz, Chief? Uh, I had to call in. Yeah, hey, tonight. what's up, Doc? Hey, hey. You know, we just. Uh, yeah, day by day. That's what we have to do. You know, mindset it day by day, every day. Hey, you didn't uh, use your name on the ID. You didn't use your account. Uh-oh. No, because I, no, I wasn't at home. You know, I wasn't at home, and uh, Rodney called me, so I was oh, at somebody yeah. else's house. So I said, well, I'll just have to do, you know, I didn't have my information with me. Oh, okay. All well, right. but, well, I gotta I gotta play a little catch up with that myself since I'm just getting off off of my uh my long bed, but it's all good. But let's let's uh take a minute to just 
think not about 2016. Let's think about the last eight years, but let's talk in perspective of this coming year. And, and, and just to give you a little, little insight of what, what I'm trying to say, I think that we're going to see an immediate attempt for unpresidential change. And the reason I say unpresidential change is because I don't think that the man that we've elected for president really understands how to stop things that don't benefit the massive American public. And there's going to be those individuals who sit in their uh, um, congressional seats and Senate seats for many, many, many years that I think is going to do some unprecedented changes. And we as Americans are going to have to really prepare ourselves to absorb this and see how we can move with it or try to make a change before the change occurs in our system. So with that in mind, unprecedented change, Dr. Kwaku, what, what do you perceive just for 2017, unpresidential change? Does anything come to mind? Well, I, I think basically I don't think we, 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 we're going to see some gradual change, uh, you know, back to the, the days of statehood when states, uh, states' rights was issue. We're going to see the Supreme Court is going to change, which to me is more important than anything. That's why, you know, even last year when Obama tried to, uh, you know, appoint somebody to the Supreme Court, they refused to even give them a vote because this is the place where they harness the power. They get the people that they want on the Supreme Court and they're going to be able to manipulate any process that's in place. That means that if they control the Supreme Court, they can change laws that's been in place for 100, 200 years. So I think that we, we've, we've been seeing that kind of gradual change even during the Obama years because they refused to cooperate with him. You see uh, salaries are dropping. Instead of salaries going up, they, they're going down. You see uh, uh, people, the job market is, is becoming really disastrous even though they uh, quote these numbers to us about 3.5 or something unemployment rate, that does not speak to the issues of how many people have not had jobs for the last eight or 10 years, or they've been working part-time jobs, or they've been working minimum wage jobs just to survive. And, and that's something that happened even here in California. I know a few years back, you know, when I, I used to work uh, uh, for a county, Contra Costa County, well, you know, if you work in a county uh, situation, a lot of your funds come through the state via the federal government. And I've seen people that was told that they were going to have to cut their jobs that have been working on those jobs 20 years. And they said, well, if you're going to have to take a 35 or 40% pay, otherwise we're going to have to lay you off. So we've been seeing this year constant rollback, you know, in terms of, of our ability to, you know, to take care of our responsibility. And and people have not paid that much attention to it because they were able to maintain. But a lot of people, you have more going now with homelessness. You have more people 
I used to work in San Francisco, and believe me, the homeless populations have tripled in the last 10, 15 years. And the reason for that is because we've seen this a continuum of the rollback of having access to systems that will allow them to be, you know, to be economically sound. So I think we're going to see a continuation of that, you know, process. Once they get okay. everybody in place, that's what's going to take place. And, and in order for us to offset that, we're going to have to come outside of the, the normal uh, political arena. We're going to have to come together in some other ways in order hey. to be able to overcome that stuff. Roger, can I ask a question? Hold that thought right there about coming outside the, the, the norm. That's, 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 a, that's a very interesting uh, uh, comment. Somebody wanted to ask a question? Yeah, I want to ask a question, Rodney, to you and, and Kweku, both ancestor rival. You know, based around, you know, what they're saying here over the airways, okay, they won't control the Congress, the Senate, the White House, and now they want the Supreme Court. They want to build a wall from from Tijuana down to Texas. They want to ship Mexicans out. They want to ship Muslims out, which is a coded word for black folks. So... What is it that they want? What is their ultimate goal? They can, like Dr. Clay Koo said, they can go back and change laws. Hell, they can reinitiate slavery if they want. So what is it that the non-melanated people want that will make them happy? What is the end goal? You, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on that, and then I'm going to let Rosalind give us, the, from a female's perspective, my my uh, perception of what's going on today is a smokescreen, and I th- I think that the urban the urbanization of America as a rebirth, and, and what I mean about the urbanization of America having a rebirth is that they're coming back to claim the inner city, and when I say they, I'm talking about families that have harvested wealth, and now they're going to spend that wealth because the urban cities have been totally destroyed, depleted like factories have moved, factories have have gone where we don't look at uh, uh, hand labor factories, we look at computer factories, technology in that, that, that realm. That's what I mean when I say that there's a new urbanization growth. And then the reason I use the word urbanization is because when I was in college, I, I took this class on urban development. It was a class that I took at 9 o'clock at night, y'all. And, and I was going to school at night. I was working full-time days, going to school at night. And I didn't really pay attention to the class. You know, I kept missing and wouldn't do my papers. And then one time I went. And I sat in the class, and I wasn't asleep. I said, well, dog, I said, these people are talking about building cities. I said, that's what urbanization really means, huh? And I got totally interested. I only got a C plus out of the class, but it really made me stop and think. And as I can see it today, I can see it today. If you, if you look out your front window when you come into Oakland, you can see it happening. Look at downtown. Change from factories 
into businesses, and they're coming in left and they're coming in right. Roslyn, what's, what's your take on that? And then Dr. Preku will come to you. And go right ahead, Roslyn. What, what's your take on the question that our chief asked us? Well, um, my idea, you know what I should put my headset on. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, when you think about his question that he posed as what are they looking for, they're, they're looking to take control back. When you talk about, even when you're talking about urbanization, when you look at the neighborhoods and everything that's taking place right now, from a female's perspective, it's still hard out there. Hold on a second, guys. Don't let me put on my ear set. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yeah. hear you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, when we talk about um, changes and the controls that they're looking to uh, uh, retake or re aspire to to uh, grab a hold to, um, it's it's really um, uh, sometimes hard to grasp because it seems like we're going back. Uh, even though, and I listened to uh, President Obama's speech today, you know, he says, you know what, it is what it is, people. We It starts with us. And there was key things, you know, he like his speech that he had, he, he ended with, yes, we can. Um, he spoke these three words uh, for the first time in his, his candidacy back here in 2008 when he uh, did that speech in New Hampshire. So after eight years, this still remains, you know, this guiding principle that, that continues to aspire, you know, a lot of many black people. I mean, there are so many people that, I mean, it, it, that place was wall-to-wall people, and tears were flowing, and people were looking at, wow, this is really happening. I mean, this man is really leaving office. Um, when I look at the the candidates and the the House and the Senate and all those coming in right now, there are no people of color. And I'll let that sink in for a minute. That was that, was, think, that was very powerful I, right here. I, I think, and, and this is just my opinion, but the White House wants to be white again. I, I see um, changes. They say give them a chance, see what happens. Um, I, there was one of my friends on Facebook, he says, man, he's, he's getting ready to bring in some more money, you know, he's getting ready to bring in the money, but still, well, okay, well, bringing the money to whom? Um, we see our, our children trying to get education, but they're cutting out these different programs for, you know, for, for the schools. We look at technology today. And if you look at, you know, the, the, what you call it, Silicon Valley and you know, all these, the techies, the Googles and the, and the Apples and, you know, the, the Yahoos, you see all these techies who are getting their education. But when we look at children of color, are they getting the education that they need? I'll let that one sink in for a minute. We want our children to have the, the next generation should have the utmost of everything that everyone should have in these United States of America. You know, but I, I, like I, he said it's going to be, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long time. 
But I'm going to capture you right there because that bring in more money. I want to I want to address that. But let's go to Doctor. I mean, um, go to Doctor Quaco. You want to want to respond to the chief's question, right, Quay? Um Well, let me just say this. Uh, you know, in terms of of what is the what does the future look like for people of color? We have to understand that this whole movement started back with the Tea Party and all this stuff. And this was a collaboration among, you know, what we call the whites with money and the whites without money coming together, which was what uh, actually got Trump elected. White people felt like they were losing power. They were losing control. And most of the uh, science people are predicting by the year, uh, another 10, 15 years, that the minorities at the present rate of growth would outnumber them, you know, like uh, you know, like four to two. And so, therefore, if you had a legitimate voting process in place, they would lose all power and all control, which is why now it's so important for them to stack the deck with the Supreme Court and with the Congress and with the, 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 the you know, the House of Representatives. So the, what we have to think about is how do we collectively, you know, come together and move in another direction that has nothing to do with with the present political system. We first have to accept mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that the political system is corrupt and it's a it's an unjust and it's an unlawful system. So we're looking for justice. We're looking for you know a democracy to provide certain things for us. When these people are, they are an illegal group. The money has power and control over that. And and some of these people that's sitting up there in the House, of, in Congress, in the Senate, in these places, probably, if you know, if you had them one on one, that you would find that their whole ideology of would be totally different from what they participate in but because they like their position of being in power. They refuse to even come out against people, even when they know that they're wrong. Uh, you know, I set up and I watched some of the uh, the hearing today with this guy Sessions, who is up for the Attorney General. These people are afraid to even threaten and challenge these people because the big money people are behind the movement. And anybody who comes out against them, if they get, if they even look or sound any kind of way liberalism, liberal, to where everybody is welcome, guaranteed that they won't be holding their seats the next time the, the voting uh, comes around, because they have a machine in place now, and with the what they're trying to do in terms of changing all the rules and everything about the laws and all this kind of stuff, they have a system in place now where. You know, we can't even talk about breaking the law because they're going to change the law to where you can't even challenge the law. You know, because if you challenge the law on a local level, guess where you got to go next? You got to go to the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court is stacked against you, it makes absolutely no sense. And that's why I keep saying outside of that system, and that, you know, Obama and them are probably great, wonderful family people. But they learned. I will guarantee you, I would love to hear what 
Michelle and, and Barack talks about when they're in their bedroom at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about that, but but, anyway, uh, but I'm not talking know, about what they're doing. I'm not talking yeah. about what they're doing in, uh, on another. I'm talking about what they but, talk but, but about. Hold on, hold and, on one and, second, Doctor Quaku. Hey, hang on one second, yeah. because see, you 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 you're giving us you're giving us uh, uh you're giving us a lot. You're saying things, and people are are digesting. A, not a teaspoon, digesting a tablespoon. But there's one thing that I, I really want to get on this table, uh, you know, in, in, in uh, you know, uh, Andre, is what you were saying. What? What? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we're, we're saying we're saying a lot about what they did. We're saying a lot about what they perceive they can do. We're saying a lot about what can possibly be a change, but what can we do is more to the answer, I think, to your question. What can we do as people? Mm-hmm. And Dr. Kwaku, you came out with one thing. You said, hey, I went to the sessions today. I went to the, to listen to the hearings going on with this, with this gentleman being elected into office, a color man. So with, 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 with that in mind, uh, Chief Ward, what what can we do? What do you think we can do? What would you tell? What would you say if we wanted to start a campaign of telling people what to do behind the United We Stand concept? What would you tell them we could do? And before you do that, just want to take a time, just take take a minute to say thank you to Galaxy Radio. You know we have uh, shows here on. Um, Every night of the week, you got Compton Politics, you got Rosalind Corner, Soul Vibrations, Keys to the Kingdom, and you got Mr. Ward's Corner. So tune in any day of the week, 730 Galaxy Radio, and enjoy us as we try to enjoy you. Back to you, Chief. What do you think? What? Brother, you know, we, we talk about this periodically. You know, we talk about this on the radio, and I know me and uh, Dr. Kwaku, and we're sitting around the table and stuff talking. And I'm, I'm going to be very candid in answering that question. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And it kind of reminds me in the movie Malcolm X when Malcolm went to uh, Boston College. I think he went to Harvard to uh, speak. And uh, this white girl came up to him and said, hey, what can we as white people do to help? And Malcolm's response was nothing. And I'm kind of at that point with us because I'm frustrated with black folks right now. And I'm frustrated with us because of our inability to work collectively together like everybody else does, like the Chinese does, like the Mexicans do, just like the white folks do. And we can't even trade with one another. We can't support our uh, black-owned businesses. I remember uh, a friend of mine, a Nigerian sister, She's selling Avon now. She called me one day, oh, buy something. I need something. I need to make a commission. I need to make some money. Okay, I needed a watch. Avon sells watches. So I just bought a watch to help the sister out so she could get a sale. And you hear me every time on this radio when we come on these uh, 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 shows, 
Five ninety five. Five ninety five. I say it on all the shows. Five ninety five. What is five ninety five? United we stand. Just rent our film for five ninety five. If a if a million people rented that film, guess what we could do here at T two five C F? We could start making a change ourselves just from what we have done, a three year project in the making that, that it took us to develop this film project. And now we're saying to our people, support us. Support us with the 595 United We Stand. Support us with uh, the CDs that are on our website. Support us with our radio shows. Listen to our music uh, show. That helps us. Listen to these uh, talk shows. Get a unity base. Why don't we get the following? That's all it takes. We don't have to do anything that's new. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We don't have to do anything that's evolution revolutionary. All we have to do, people, is communicate with one another and find a cause. Just like I said a minute ago, I, I bought a watch, not because I, want, I had bought something from Avon, probably never in my whole life, but I did it to, to help this sister out to get her a sale in her business. And so this is the same thing that, that I've been doing, and the same thing I've been. I say it on everybody's show. Support us in our endeavors, because now it's going down to economics. It's it's just not a matter of uh, black this or, or Negro this or colored this right now. Is if we have a business here, and it just so happens that it's a melanated based business, then. People support us. That means even the white folks, too, support us. That means the Mexicans and Chinese, too, support us in what we're doing. And as long as we can get the economics to rolling, guess what? We, you know, we can be independent. We don't have to beg nobody for nothing. We don't have to beg for welfare, food stamps, nothing. We will take care of our problems ourselves. We'll develop housing. We'll develop clothing. We'll develop food. We'll do it all with inside of our communities, but if but it all takes economics because B of A, Wells Fargo, Citibank, Chase, they are not going to uh, help us in this, and so we must help ourselves and we must recirculate these dollars within inside of the confines of our business and our communities, and it will be okay. But the problem is is coming together collectively in unity with economics. We don't need no more marching and protesting. We need economics. And so let's learn how to support one another and what we're doing. Man, that was that was that was straight. That was straight. That's one hundred, brother. I I like that and I want to add to that. By, Go right ahead. Go right ahead. The suggestion to people. I was a I, you know, I'm trying to tell my age and them, but I was back there when people didn't have welfare. I was Amen. back there when they instituted government cheese to people. And put it. But let me just tell you something. I don't recollect no family starving within the confines right. of the African community at that time because we worked together. Mm-hmm. We worked mm-hmm. together. And we have to do I, I'm 150% behind what the, the, the chief just stated. If we don't do that, if we don't do that, nothing we do is going to make any major change in this society. That we have to do. We have to do that. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we have to understand that when I'm talking about that stuff, I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about us having our own 
ability and power structure in place. And that power structure will only come about when we have the economic uh, structure to make yes, it work. Yes, sir. And that makes and gentlemen, that makes sense because you know, on the on the last program we were uh, last talk we uh, when Barbara and I had, we were talking about this thing of African American, and I was saying, hey, you know, I think it's coming to a stage where we need to take the word African off. And if you if you look if you look at the way that they have depicted us, black on black crime, black on black not supporting businesses, black on black not supporting housing, those are all social economic things that can make a change. So I think I mean my what is take the word African off, take the word black off, take the word colored off. We know who we are. But we are American. If you lived on this land, you were born on this land, you're American. And, and, and I perceive if we start just facing up to that, we can have businesses that support Americans. You know, it's like, 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 like Andre, I mean, you hit it. It don't, it don't matter who or what, but we know how we're doing it. And once we start doing it, I, I, I think it happens. Rosalind, what? what what you, what's your feeling what's your okay, on Can what? I do one, one objection before you go go to the sister for oh, a second? The, the, the only thing that I may take a small exception to is when you see, when you look at a Chinese person, oh, okay, they're Chinese. When you look at a Japanese person, they're Japanese. But when you look at us, you know, yeah, we got these other various connotations, colored, Negro, black, whatever, and I've Kind of again. I want to do it in reverse. Why don't we take the American off and call ourselves African? Because I think that we would get more respect in the community because America respects Africans more than they do black folks that are the descendants of the slaves. It, it, it's just like Barack does not come from a slave heritage. He was a, he's a free man. He comes by way of Africa. And by the and, and then on the other side of of, of Caucasian, and so therefore, because they will not put a person in power like that in this country if you are descendant of a slave, and so therefore, I'm in favor of just dropping the American and saying African, and I guarantee you, you'll get more respect. Hey, and I I 100 but with that, uh, Andre. I believe we should, and I think that we should be able to have this dialogue where we may disagree on certain topics or the way that they're for the phraseology. Uh, you know, I always tell people, and it's one of the things that I learned back in the day when Malcolm was running. American is only simple. The only thing American means is that you are a citizen in this country. It does mm-hmm. not demand respect for you. That's why they keep going through all these different African-American, black man, Negro, all this kind of stuff. They change. Every time they turn around, there's a new thing that we get phrased into. And now we've, we've graduated to a place where you ask some black people what are they, and they say, well, I'm not totally Negro. I'm not totally black. I'm not totally African. Right. I'm all of these right, other things. Right. You know, so they're more confused than ever. And, right. you know, I think that we have to be about the business. The reason Malcolm was murdered was because the first time in over 100 years when he went to Africa, 
he brought all those African kings to the negotiating table to sit out. And when he came back, they had decided that they were going to file a a lawsuit against the United States of America at the United Nations. That's why Mm -hmm. he was murdered. You understand? So we we have to broaden our perspective and and not not let them lock us into this American idea. Because if you're operating off of this, I'm American, I'm African-American, which somehow uh, gives some credence to the fact that you accept it. You're not Mm -hmm. accepted here. I don't care what they say, you're not accepted here. Sure, you have some liberal-minded people who, where race don't mean anything, but I'm talking about the people who are in charge. I'm talking about the power brokers. I'm talking about the big money people. These people want total control. Their philosophy has not changed since Philip Alexander the Great's father started way back in history, a couple thousand years ago, 3,000 years ago, they wanted to be in control of all the races on the planet. That has been their objective. And every time that they feel like they're losing the grip on that, then they change the rules. They change the rules. And we and we we, we fall right in line by saying, yeah, it's time for us to make a change. Let's do this. When you got black people running around, educated, uneducated, or whatever, I say they're all miseducated. And they don't know who they are. They cringe when you even come up with the idea that we need to come together. We need to be about Garveyism, because that's what Garveyism was about, to bring in that, that economic power back to the community and, and we being in charge and, and, and not being exploited for our labor, not having to continue to work for people when they can, anytime they want to cut it back. I was working at a job for the state, and I was telling you guys a while ago how they came in. So you guys, now people have been working there for 20 years, and they're going to tell you you got to take a 35 40% cut in your pay for in order for you to keep your job. Now, they didn't tell you that, that all the things that you had to pay for, your home and all of this stuff, your children's education, this stuff was not being cut back. This stuff is constantly growing. So what they're doing is they're putting people in a situation where they have to work until they die. There was a guy who had a record That's right. back in the day That's right. called Work Till You right. Die. Well, you will have That's to right. work till you die. Most people can't even take a week's vacation because That's even right. if they had the week off, they don't have the money to go nowhere. Well, so I, we tell you, have I tell to, you like this, Dr. Kwaku, there's, there's one thing that, that the three of us have established. We've established that there needs to be a change as we look at the economics. But let's hear what Rosalind got to say. She heard all three of us. Let's hear what she has mm-hmm. to say. Go ahead, right Rosalind. On. You're on there. You know what, gentlemen? And Dr. Quaker, he kind of hit that on the head, too. We live in a world of masquerade. People yes. put on these faces with no one showing their true self. It's easy to think that the advice we receive is based on somebody's experience, but most of the time it's not. I mean, the truth is most people would rather tell other people what to do rather than to follow, to follow their own advice. Chief hit it on the head. We need, we need to just make, start making some changes within our communities, bring the economics to our communities, okay? But the message to the world is to practice what you preach. If we're yes. going to sit here and talk about this is what, the, you, that's the key question is what, what are we going to do, then we need to practice what we preach. 
Now, the reason it's so vitally important to do so is because it's what makes it, it, it makes a difference. It's what makes you authentic. People are going to follow somebody who's authentic. And there's a saying that you need to be transparent. Stop mm-hmm. wearing that masquerade. It's because you can't change the world if you can't change yourself. If you're sitting all around right. here and you're wearing all these different colors and you're not showing your true self to the people that they can look up to you and say, I'm going to follow you. I, I believe in your ideologies. I, be, I believe in your ideas. I believe in your plans for my community. I believe in your plans for my family because it's, it's going to start within mm-hmm. the family. If you're yes. not going to be that type of person, then what's it all about? Okay? We need to be willing to look in the mirror and to learn from your, your reflection. What are you looking? What does Michael say? Man in the mirror? Woman in the mirror? We need to really <laughs> think about when we're looking in that mirror, what do we see? Do we there see a person go. that's going to be influential to my, to, no, let, let's start with our home first. Am I going exactly. to be a person that's going to be influential to my children, to my husband, to my wife, to my mother, to my, you know, and then to my neighborhood, to my city, to my state, okay? I mean, you got to think about those things, the what. That, that is so key, gentlemen. It's so key. You know, you, 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 you went right on into where I was going to come with next because so what we, we we put it on the table, and I think it's it's, it's something that a seed's been planted. And then you went right into the into the how. You say you said how start with the home. So what could what could we say to people that are hearing us right now? How what what things? How can we start? Rosalind, you said hey, you got to start with the home. I say how starts with us reclaiming the natural family. The natural origin, you know, where men and women were working together to raise a family. They somewhere down the line, to me, the 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 how on the natural family got moved, and and it was it was how much you making instead of debt we're making. It's, it's how much can I get out here and earn and look like I'm somebody as opposed to how much we can earn to move our family forward and see our our, our, our children grow, our, our, our family become more successful. So what, do, what, what's, what about the how? How do we tell them? How do we Well, brother, you know, them? I think it was either you or Dr. Kwaku, one of you said at the beginning of the show that, guess what, we weren't really poor when we grew up, when we were coming up, you know, in the 50s, in the 60s, and all, all four of us on this phone right now, on this radio show, are, are products of the fifties and the sixties. Amen. Were yeah, were, were we poor and, and and living up on the freeway? No, man. But you know what? We we didn't have anything, but we were able to sustain. You know, we had that fried chicken on Wednesdays, or that spaghetti on Thursday, tacos on Saturdays, or you know, we we didn't have no time. We, we were able to, <laughs> You know, we were able to sustain. We had shoes. We had our blue jeans, our T-shirt. We walked to school or rode a bicycle to school. We didn't think of ourselves as being impoverished. Now, our parents that were married maybe had five, six, seven, eight children. You know, people made a bunch of children back there in those days. And the, and the thing of it is, 
everybody's parent on this phone right now that got married, they went into that poor. They didn't have anything. But they worked together and they built a family up. You didn't see a woman wanting a pre-qualified man financially in the 50s and the 60s and the 40s. You've got to see a credit report to see if you qualified or where you work or how much money you got. No, no man. And, and and these are sort of things that are happening nowadays where, hey, before we meet, uh, yeah, you, i got to see your credit report, uh, where you work, uh, how much money you got, where your credit, whatever. You, you know, it's the, the best relationship that one could have you know, when you formulate that family union is when you both come into it equally yoked financially and you build up from there. And nowadays, yeah, you can't make six, seven, eight children like you did back there in those days because of the cost of living, because of the cost of education. And so you have to do what you can do in order to survive as a family unit and come collectively together with an equally yoked uh, understanding and and focus and direction where you're going to go. And this is why marriages fail. This is why relationships fail is because you don't have that entry conversation of where you are and where can we go collectively together. And it's, well, oh, shoot, man, I thought he was a this. Oh, I thought she was this. I thought she had money. Oh, I thought he had money. Damn, I got to bounce. And then what happens? There's the family. Now some woman may be stuck with a kid or two, and now some man's in court, and now he's getting his checks garnished to pay child support under the misinterpretation of, well, what I thought. And, and then once again, failure, destruction, and then that makes the man gun-shy to get involved again. Now the woman's stuck with children. No man wants her because she's sitting up here with eight children, and now she wants a husband, and a, and a brother off the street can't support eight children. So it's just a destruction, brother. And we had better core family values in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 40s, in the 30s, into the 70s, crack hit in the 80s, that killed everything. But prior to that, you know, we had better family structures, and this is why you saw these people being married for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, and they were together until death do them part. And right mm-hmm. now, you married until that money bounces. Then, hey, I got to go. Ain't no money here. Well, Ain't no well, credit well, here. Well, you know what they say. The average marriage in, well, in California is about seven years. But I yeah. want to go back to a point that you made a while ago when you say you bought this watch just to support somebody who was was in business. Yeah. This is what this is what I do. And I think this is an individual thing. And people say, Wow, you know, I drive I live out here in Fairfield. I drive into Berkeley and go to the flea market. The stuff that I need that I my people out there selling, I go out there and I buy it. I know people in Oakland, I know a sister who makes shoes. She ain't got no big website and none of that kind of stuff. She make any kind of clothing that you want and to make it to your specifications, you know. And I go to those people because although I know I, I can't, I don't see this big thing happening because of it, I know that that is the essence of what we need to do. We need to start buying with each other. Mm-hmm. We need to shop with each other. I go to the Berkeley Free Market uh, 
you know, and I pick up all of the things that I need in the household. And I buy them off of my people who are set up out there. And I drive in there to do it for that simple reason. I could go down the street to Walmart, but why should I continue to contribute to systems that are enslaving people all over the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we Me and Sister Rosa went to Lamert Park. It's just over there on the a little African whatnot shop. And mm-hmm. so we walked through, looked around. So I got to get something out of here. So we just bought some shea butter, you know. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. people don't know that we have shea butter. We have, we even have toothpaste from Africa. That it's not like the stuff that you get at Walmart or these other places. But but it's probably better because it's more pure. It's more natural. And so mm-hmm. if we could just get used to just supporting each other the way that the well, you were talking about in the 40s and the 50s. Whenever somebody ran out of sugar in the neighborhood, somebody in the, in the community had 20 pounds of sugar stacked up in a barrel somewhere. You go over there and you get some from them. You didn't go to no store. you know. And that was when black communities were together. And mm-hmm. when you went to church, when church was a vital instrument in the community, because if right. you go to church, you go to church, you was going to find out who didn't have no shoes, who was running short of food, all of these things were discussed. Now they've got people up there wanting to die and go to heaven uh, and, and ain't doing nothing here on earth. Well, Amen. Is, if that is a place called heaven and you ain't doing nothing down here, what are you going to do up there? Preach it. So, hey, you know, we've got you to...
training and are teaching our children now, um, coming together as one. Um, Andre was saying, you know, being equally yoked. Um, it, it, it's not always financially equally yoked, but equally yoked in your ideas, in your endeavors in life, and what you're wanting to achieve in life. Like I say, it's always going to start with the family. It's going to start within the confines of your door. Once you step outside on that sidewalk, out into the world, now, now, we need to start doing it now. Uh, it, it seems like it's been delayed over the centuries, okay? It's been delayed over these hundreds of years, but the time is now. I remember when I was growing up, when I was a kid, um, I, I, I didn't know what tacos was. I grew up in New York. I was born and raised in New York, okay? We had, we had Chinese food, spaghetti, fried chicken, and pork chops, okay? Uh, <laughs> we had a bunch of pork chops. Now, but that's what we, that's what we came up on. And we were, and we were happy. I mean, we were happy kids. Right? We didn't know that at the time when we was in a, in a little one-bedroom apartment that my daddy was working as a mechanic but still in a, you know, accomplished pianist. And my mother, she sold all our clothes. They were sending them money to build a home, which they did. They said, my father said, I'm going to build a home so each one of my children, there's only three of us, I got a twin brother and a sister, um, that said, he said, all my children are going to have their own bedroom. This is the idea that all families need to have, is to come together and stay together. Today's society is so doggone liberal, like uh, Andre said, you know, he doesn't have it, so I'm, I'm bouncing. She doesn't have it, so I'm bouncing. You know, uh, this organization doesn't have it, so I'm going somewhere else. Instead of sticking to your guns and saying, hey, you know what? Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Be that man. Look at that man and that woman in the mirror and say, the time is now. All right. You know, and, um, before I, one, one thing I want to lay to uh, Dr. Kwaku and uh, Andre before you get going is when, when do we – say to these black banks with the interstate banking laws now totally relaxed and you can do business anywhere, when do we say to them, hey, come help us start buying house? You can give us property the same way B of A, Wells Fargo, and all these banks are giving houses to their people. You got our money. We're putting our money in your bank now. When do you start crossing the state lines and start giving us housing and make it affordable for us to live? What, what, go right ahead, fellas. Jump in on that. When? When? <laughs> Jump in on that. What do you think, Andre? Well, these banks are getting ready to go through a major, major reconstruction, brother. There's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that they don't talk about on the news. There's some global things that are happening in the banking system. Every bank is going to have to be Basel III compliant. Explain. If anybody doesn't know what Basel III is, Basel III means that all currencies throughout the world, we've already earmarked this for 208 uh, countries throughout the world, all the central banks throughout the world must be Basel III compliant, which means that all currencies must be asset-backed. 
right. got to be backed up by the gross domestic product of your of your country or some riches, particularly gold, oil, or diamonds, silver, and other chemicals that may be underground. This is why. Uh, why do you think they've been fighting in Iraq all these years? It ain't behind some daggum airplane that went into a building. Hell no. That ain't it. It's because Iraq is probably the most richest country on planet Earth with their underground assets. Yep. Minerals, baby. Zimbabwe, Rhodesia, rich underground assets. What are these currencies worth? Somewhere around eight-tenths of a penny. What are they going to be worth coming up in the near future? The the, uh, the Iraqi dinar is going to be worth over $5. They're going to go up from nine-tenths to $5. The, the, the Zimbabwe Zim is going to go up to like 10 cents. The, the Vietnamese dog is going to go up to somewhere around 30, 37, 40 cents. And it's because they got the assets to back. If you don't have an asset base to back up your currency, then the valuation of your currency is going to go down. And then this paper money crap, that's all going to be over. Everything is going to be digitized inside the system. It's all going to be about digits, not about cash, but about digits. And this fractionalized banking that they've been doing for years and years and years that's been inspired by the Rothschilds, this is the real issues that have been going on in this world behind the scenes, the stuff that they don't talk about on the news. And may, they may leak it out very piecemeal here and there, but you got to be tuning in to really interpret a lot of this stuff. But this has been a power grab throughout the world and it's about to change hands with the power. There's some, this whole Trump thing right now is a bit confusing. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of thinking that this cat might be kicking in two stalls. Mm-hmm. But, but but we're going to have to see because it's, it's some things that he says that I can relate to. I mean, some of his actions that are visible, I don't agree with. But don't be surprised, brothers and sisters. You know, when I get more information on this, I'll share it. But I think he might be kicking in both stalls. And this is just a theory. And he may not be what you think he is. I can see him kicking in both stalls. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but if he does, if if he does kick in that other stall, then look out because they're gonna be coming after him just as though if his face was pitch black. There you go. There you go. Yep. Doctor yep. Quaker, what what do you think, sir? Well, I I think uh, what brother the chief states there is 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 is, is very accurate. Uh, we do need more information, but while uh, you know the power is, is is restructuring itself, we need to. The main thing we need to do is to use every opportunity to educate our people, 
and we need to be more visible. We at T25CL and all of our other different organizations that are associated with, we need to find ways to be visible, to be out there where we can educate the people, where we can draw people to us. They don't see us. You know, you ever heard that old saying, monkey see, monkey do? Well, mm-hmm. if they don't see you, nobody is going to buy your products. Nobody's going to know who you are. We have got to make ourselves visible, and that means that we have to start to doing some things that where we are going to be accessible. Whenever uh, large groups of our people get together, like I was up at Mosswood Park uh, about a couple of months ago and had all of these African shops that were set up out there, you know, selling their products and, and you know, uh, being community, you know, coming together as a community and understand that. But we can't do these kind of things every six months or every uh, Black History Month. We've got to do this stuff every day. And I, I really believe us here, just like I know we should get together in L.A., we should get together here, but we should have some days where we focus on getting the word out there about what we're trying to do at T25 Entertainment and also spreading the word on what people can have access to and what people can get real help dealing with their issues, where we can begin, we can even begin some classes, some classes on on how to read, how to regain who you are, your Africanity, who you are as a person, you know, because our people are discombobulated. They don't know who they are, so they're trying to fit in and just be they're just trying to be. Well, it's more to life. You have to be yourself. You have to be what you was created to be. And once you lose lose a touch with that reality, everything else is, is just a farce. So we have got to come together. We've got to educate. I know in my business where I do counseling and therapy, it's not even about therapy. It's about educating people how they got the way that they are. I have people come in my office and say, I say, when did you start exhibiting these kind of behaviors? When did you start acting a certain way? And they can't identify because they don't go they don't go back to the source from which it came. If you want to fix a problem, if your car breaks down, you've got to diagnose what the heck is wrong before you can fix it. Well, when people become dysfunctional, you have to show them the back to the foundation from which they arose from. And I think that we have a responsibility to do that. We can do that. We can re-educate people. We can provide information to people so that they can use it in their everyday lives. And we have to do that on a continuum, not on no holiday, uh, not on no day that somebody say we we all today. Every day, every day when we get up, we have to have a mindset. If we if we if we if we believe what we say, we believe. We believe in the in the, in the African community. We believe in our children. We want to leave a legacy for our families and our grandchildren and so on. We can't do that if we continue to operate within a power structure that's not, that's not beneficial to us. We've got to create one. The same way that the Asians have one, the Japanese have one, the Mexicans have one. We need to get that. And I don't believe for one minute that we don't have the capabilities of doing that. It's just that we have to look at self in the mirror every day and decide, Am I going to spend my money at Walmart or am I going to go over here and find somebody who I can get it from my own people? Because we have people, and I know around the Bay Area is one of the most fruitful areas as far as our people are concerned. We have people around there that's capable of doing all kinds of things, and they're making products. They're creating products. But 
they don't have the television media. You know, they don't have, and, and plus we don't go and support them enough so that they'll have the ability to promote themselves out there. Because all we need here at T25 and the Family Solutions at, at the Jeffrey's Peace Project, all we need is access to the airwaves so people will know what it is we're trying to do. Because I don't believe for one minute if people come in and understood what's going on at, at T25CL, uh, that they would not support it. Not, I don't believe it. Not only black people, you would have a whole lot of different people would support that. So we have to find ways to make it visible. And, and, and every day, get up with the idea in your mind that I'm working. My goal is to, to create something or to build something that's going to be beneficial long after I'm gone from this planet. You know, that's my heaven. I don't know what somebody else is up there. If well, you I know what you do, Doc, what I, we have I, to I, do I, to follow I up you, on that? I think, is, you, I think, you, I think you really hit, hit it right on the head, you know. Um, just just to recap, as we start closing down, you know, we, we, we heard the president talking about solidarity, which is something that I think you were very close to. We mentioned about job situations here, urbanizations here, rolling back. We mentioned about uh, being in, in the more money. We mentioned uh, about uh, becoming more visible. Uh, these, these are these are um, things that I that I uh, pinpoint. We mentioned, you know, our president, our, our CEO. He mentioned about five dollars and ninety-five cents. You know, people, if you're listening, these are things that change. These are things that change. And as we as we wind down, let's let's just. Recap on some of these things. You know, I, I gave you a couple of bullets there, but let's start off with you, uh, Mr. Ward. In a, in a, in the two minutes, tell us what what do you what did you get? How do you how do you feel? What did you get? Do, do you think the things we mentioned, things that can actually start pushing a change or making a change or bring a visibility? Well, what well we have the foundation, brother, because uh, about a half an hour ago you said, when do we start? Well, it started for us in 2010, in January 2010, when we went up to Sacramento and found and filed the corporate papers to get the company started. So it's been six years since we've started this mission and then this journey. But all we have to do now is just start recruiting and do the, the process of duplication. And if anybody's ever been in multi-level marketing, this is what they teach you, is the art of duplication. Application. We got to start uh, building recruits, uh, just like the the CD man that sells the CDs and DVDs out here on the street corners and the barbershops and the fish market and the barbecue place. He he gets out there and he sells all of our work, all of our CDs and our, our movies and stuff. And so what we have to do is is just simply when we're out here, we're talking to people. I don't care if we're at our churches or social organizations or if we at the store, bumping the people in the street, you know, we, we got to promote Kwaku's book. We got to promote our, our music. We got to promote our, 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 our film project. We're, we're getting ready to open up an office in, in L.A. We got a, a studio in L.A. where we can do live shows if we want. We got that right now. It's a small theater, 77 seats. We can do that right now. We got access to television studios here. We can shoot live shows if we want. 
we we got these we these shows these radio shows every night. We got twenty four seven music station. If we had a DJ, we would put the uh, we would have shows with with people on it running the music shows. We can run daytime talk shows. We're gonna do them all at nighttime. We can run live shows if we want to with people sitting on the sofa. We 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 can do things like that. We we got everything right here at T two five. It's just like Dr. Quay Koo says, we got all this stuff, but nobody knows about it. And how come nobody knows about it? It's one of the problems, too. We got to also look in the mirror, too, at ourselves. We should be having weekly staff meetings here with with, with us, our core team. The people who says, hey, I'm a believer in all this, we should get on our Skype once a week at a certain time when nobody's at work or nobody's at church or uh, wherever they're at, they gotta go, and, and, and um, we we need to have weekly sessions because we gotta get internal house collectively together, or else we're gonna be like uh, uh, some type of freak. Whereas we're gonna have a body with heads going in different directions, and once these heads start going in different directions, then nothing gets done, and we just gonna look like some type of freak sideshow. But we got to come together collectively together. And, and, but I highly recommend uh, weekly staff meetings that we do over Skype with everybody involved and so that we can get on the same page here and move forward and practice the art of duplication. Well, I don't know too much we can say after that. Roger, you want to you piggyback on that? Well, uh, I think um, what he was speaking on right now um, when we talked about um, – starting with ourselves, I just want to share a couple of key points that you really um, I, I take to heart myself when you, when you talk about whatever changes you would like to affect in our society, in our home. It, it begins with us. You got let every moment be an example of what you preach, what you teach, what you counsel, and then, then let, let every action be a reflection of your beliefs. What do you believe in? Do you believe in this company? If you believe in this company, then let's show that we believe in this company. If we believe in our in, in, in what we're doing to make uh, our society, our home, uh, our cities, our states, our country better, then that's your belief. And then another thing, let every word be a reflection of your thoughts. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A lot of times people just speak off the top of their heads. You'll know a person when they're speaking from the heart because it hits right. you directly square on. And then you got to right. think about leaders. The best leaders in the world has been, has been known as uh, uh, reformers who are accountable and responsible for their own change. You can think about some of these presidents, Obama, Obamacare, uh, Kennedy. You think about changes that he had made. And then another thing, which is sometimes a curse word to a lot of people, commitment. The commitment for change has no days off. Come on, somebody. It doesn't allow for any excuses. We don't need excuses. And it doesn't allow for a part. you got to think about it. Commitment is a strong word, but it's a word that is tried and true. I mean, you got to think about a true commitment. You know, you just got to think about the value. When you think about changing our faith, can't change nothing. But facing our change can change everything. Wow. 
Another thing too to to to, to 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 further continue this real brief, we need to get out of our environments because right. a lot of times we become victims of our environments and we become complacent and we become stagnant. And uh, Rodney, if you remember when all of us were in L.A. a few months ago when we did the premiere of the film, the camaraderie that we all were sharing, it just kind of reminds me, and uh, Sister Robert can, can testify to this, but when we did the original United We Stand three years ago, we had over 30-something people working collectively together. And I'm telling you, outside of winning that world championship in Lagos, Nigeria, 16 years ago. I'm telling you, it was the time of my life just coming together with all of us and the camaraderie that uh, we all had together and working collectively together. And that's why when it was all over, our artists are still saying this very day, when are you all going to do that again? We had the best time. It was all good. I mean, we all ate together. We rehearsed together. We shot the movie together. We sh- we set up all the equipment together. We 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 were at the Warner Grand. We were at Victory Outreach Church. We we were at Paramount Studios. We even went to the mm-hmm. fish market over there under the bridge between Long Beach and and San Pedro. We at Brown Plaza. Yeah, at the at the hotel. We had great hotel. time at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and. And even it just kind of reminded me when we got together a few months ago uh, that weekend and we were all hanging out there at the Crown Plaza Hotel. There, it, it was just good to have that that uh, that camaraderie uh, with all of us. It, it was just so great, and so that's one of the things we got to do too. This is why companies do uh, retreats and stuff, and they they go different places. You get out of the the environments and stuff. So. This is one thing that we got to do, and I'd just love to be able to do it in L.A. because we just have so much of a better time when we get off of our Bay Area turf and we go to L.A. and we just kind of come collectively together and get things done, and we want everybody to do that. We want you to come to L.A., spend the weekend, let's do a show, let's hang out at the hotel, and let's have a good time and drink some 7-Up and some ginger ale together. And we're hey, also well, going to still let I just want to piggyback off of that because the idea of what we did with United We Stand has sparked a fire under myself as the musical director, under uh, Andre, under Ricardo, under us as T25CL because we are going to be doing Latin jazz with a taste of soul. That concert oh. is coming. See, we're gonna make well, it better and better and better. Well, you guys, you guys, you guys know one thing. When you say we gonna do, and you say Rodney, we get ready to do it, and you should be here with us. Rodney's coming down, and with that, and with that, I'm gonna wish you all a good evening. And until the next time we get together, may you join us on Galaxy Radio. And you got the Compton politics, you got Rosalind Corner, you got Soul Vibrations, Keys to the Kingdom, and you got Mr. Ward Corner. So every day of the week, come, tune in. And we'll do it tomorrow night. We'll do it again. It's it's great. I mean, it's been a great show, and thank you, brother. I mean, you handled this very well tonight, man. Thank you. 
Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, you did a great job, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I say, man, you're the best. Man. Well, great show. Thank you, great. Thank you. Appreciate thank you guys it. for allowing me to be a part of it. So, great show. Of course. Yeah. Let's do it Wednesday. Let's do it Thursday. Let's keep coming together like this and, and see if we can invite one or two people to come. Let's practice that art of duplication. And if we invite one person to come on, and if we just tell that one person, hey, you invite somebody to come on to the show. And so uh, we we just need to start doing it like that. And we just need to start building up the following. Because, Rodney, you know, here in um, Oakland, they have these underground movements here in Oakland. You, you know, these all these little places. There's a place down here in Jack London Square. Where, where 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 the white folks go, the youngsters, and they line up around the corner to get in there. I don't know what they be doing in there, but they line up yep. around the corner to get in those gothic-looking people. Line up. You, you know, I I, 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 like, I went down there. I, I started looking at that, and um, next time I'm, I'm going to get some pictures of it because it's really, really spooky, and it's really weird. But you know what? It's something that it's going on, and it seems okay because the cops aren't around. So I don't know. <laughs> like-minded people. See, those are like-minded people. Those yeah. are like-minded people. They, they do it quietly, peacefully. Yeah. They they yeah. line up around the block to get into that place. Right? You know the place I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. do the, they do the same thing up here on 55th and Telegraph. Um, I think they may have closed up now, but on the weekends. It, that place used to be called Leo's Music up there on 55th and Telegraph. Yep. Right, yeah, right across from Casper's Hot Dogs. Yep. Man, I, know man, I don't know about. what they be doing in there, man, but they line up around the corner, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. It, it, I don't know what they be doing in there, but they be lined up around the corner. And, and I'm telling you, and here it is, we just got to do it. That's all. I, I just can't say all the doom and stuff over this radio. But, but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say we got to have conference calls. Sounds so, like uh, a good one to me. Sounds like a good one to me. I, I, I look forward to getting on a call with you because I I, I, I got this feeling you, you, you're you pulling me down to L.A. for something we're getting ready to do down here. And I'm going to look forward to meeting you and Rod and all you guys again. I've been, been uh, looking forward to and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – I got my shoes on. Let's go. Oh, remember that other thing that <laughs> that little that little girl that, that started that chain around Lake Merritt. Remember that a few months ago? Yeah, Cindy Ma. Yeah. Don't you know that started out with she had an idea of a few people getting together at Lake Merritt. She put it out to a few of her friends. They put it out to some friends of theirs. They put out some friends of theirs. And next thing you know, they had a line of people going around Lake Merritt, and all of them held hands. That's like three mile chain that they started with one person. Isn't that so, uh, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Think about it. What if that one little white girl was in the position that we're in right now? Right Mm -hmm. here, what if she had a T26CL? And got, were able to get a chain of people three miles long around Lake Merritt by just going on social media and with her friends doing the process of duplication. 
if she had a T26CL and had a few a movie <laughs> divided we stand uh oh <laughs> that movie would have sold a million copies by now yeah what you yeah. say what you say yes yeah. yes indeed but you so, know what you know, you know what i tell you i tell you like this andre you got that vision and and you're rubbing it on us you're rubbing it on us and man it is it is it's going to be good to go and it's going it's going and it's going to you know, we, we, we can't we can't say anything other than the fact that let's go, we got a whole year. Let's see where we can be at this time next year. And and you're rubbing it. And it's rubbing. It's rubbing. You know what I mean? Man, it's, it's it sounds powerful, it sounds potent, but most importantly, it sounds easy. It sounds so easy. Just do it. You know, come on guys, we can do this. You're making it sound so easy. And every time we talk Every time we, we, we get on the phone with you, get on the get on the shows with you, you're making it sound so easy. And it's thing, easy it, for everybody it, else, brother it, Rodney. It's know, easy it, for them. They get it, on the phone, they do an email, they can do a conference call and they will all show up. They'll show up on time. They'll do they'll follow orders. And then they'll go out and do what they got to do to make the mission happen. And like Rosalind said, though, it's the commitment. It's the mm-hmm. commitment. And here That's we it. come, 2017, the word is out. It's easy. Let's get the commitment. Let's get the commitment. And I think we, you, you, you're, you're dead on target. You're dead on target. It's, it's happening. It's happening. We just got to do it, we, we, and we got to stop saying, oh, man, I ain't going to go over there and support that, that chief dude. He going to get some money. He going to get rich off of me. And what he going to do for me? What's in this for me? What's mm-hmm. in this for me? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. in this for me? So I ain't going to go support him. We got to get that attitude. We got to get that attitude exactly. out there of, of what, what, what's in it for me because, see, that came from somewhere. But today, we got a lot more control over. Brother, it's coming from more closer than what you know, brother. That's it. That's, preach it. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud, and I'm happy to be in this family. And uh, I just thank you, man. You know, I thank Barbara for giving me a call one day and saying, hey, come on over here. Check this out, you know. And when I met, and as I keep meeting, and I met you, and then, then I met Robin, I'm like, oh man, it was what she her dedication. I'm like, hey, this is this is a good this is a good good hookup, and I'm, and I'm looking to see us all continue to keep just just plowing down that road, keep plowing oh, down yes, that sir. road. Doctor Kwaku, he, you know, you're, you're phenomenal, man. Your your insight, your insight to not only to us but the people that, that tune in, they listen, they might not say a word, but they're listening. And, and I know that it's, it's just benefiting people tremendously because it benefits me. And, and I, and, you know, and I think it's good. I really think it's good. Well, so thank you, brother. I, I appreciate those accolades. Uh, it's, to me, it's a, it's a responsibility that I love doing. Uh, you know, I have a responsibility to do something to change, to change the world. You know, if if we deem something is not right, 
it is your responsibility to jump in there and, and do something to try to make it right. And I try to have that mindset because I know that that is the only way that I will be, you know, at my best. I want to be happy. You know, I can't be happy living, trying to be somebody else or trying to live a life like somebody else wants me to live. So I'm trying to get up and tell people and teach people and say, look, this is what I do. When people ask me, so well, how do you maintain? Uh, you know, you're getting up there. I say, well, I, I just believe in what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I believe in what I'm doing. If I didn't believe in what I'm doing, I would have quit doing it a long time ago. All and, right. And, That's right. And and we have to learn that we have to find some. A guy told me, I'm going to leave you guys with this. And, uh, you know, he I, I asked him about, you know, how do you continue to get up every day and do this stuff? And he said, look, he said, find something, Kwaku, that you would do for free, that nobody, <laughs> had, to pay, that nobody had to pay you a dime for. So I don't mind getting up and, and if somebody called me and said, Kwaku, could you come and do this? Uh, help us do this because I know I enjoy doing it and at the same time I enjoy it when I know that I'm making a difference in somebody's life and that is the sole purpose on this planet for any of us that ought to be the goal to make a difference in somebody else's life not just yours there you go that's it the nail on the head right there baby that's it make a a difference All right. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to wrap it up, but if you keep going through these two-minute deals, it's gonna be eleven o'clock. This little, this little light of mine starting to shine. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you just gotta let them go because they, they dropping it on out there. I tell you, it's, but it's, but it's wonderful. And um, you know, I, 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 like I said, there's, there's some big things getting ready to occur. And I think solidarity is going to be something that becomes a lot more visible in this America, in this family, this time, right now. I didn't say this year. I said right now because there's there's just so so many great opportunities out there right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. The things that you can really do if you use what you were taught and just listen to the people that are teaching, you know? So with that, with that, I'm going to say... One more thing. Good night. Good night. Go ahead. Sign off, brother. <laughs> all right. And I'll see, you, I'll see you all again real soon. And hopefully, uh, Andre, don't forget, hey, that weekly meeting sounds good, man. I love to be a part of that. All right. All right. No problem, All brother. Right. No problem. All right. Hotel right. people. Hotel. Hotel. Hey, Barbara, have a good evening, too. <laughs> Get well, Barbara McGee. Get well, Barbara McGee. <laughs> All right. Good night, you all. All right. Good night, everyone. All right.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.